Chapter Five of Miss Philura's Wedding Gown by Florence Morse Kingsley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Mr. George Trimmer, known on weekdays and in secular circles as the proprietor of Trimmer's Dry Goods Emporium, and on Sundays and prayer meeting evenings as our good brother Elder Trimmer, was actively engaged in the Emporium on the Monday morning immediately ensuing. The business being ordinarily small, since most of the Innisfield ladies, after the immemorial custom of suburbanites, did their shopping in Boston, Mr. Trimmer employed but one assistant, except at the holiday season, when the trade became brisker. In view of what Mr. Trimmer characterised as the Christmas rush, he had engaged and was now duly instructing a new clerk. This young man had come from Boston, bringing excellent testimonials as to his general good character and ability. He was a very personable young fellow, and his alert good looks were set off by a smart business suit. He had said that his name was Milton Gregory. This Mr. Trimmer promptly shortened to Milt, as being a more convenient form of address, as well as marking the subordinate position of the fashionably dressed young man. Mr. Trimmer was of two minds regarding his clerk. His general get-up put his employer's baggy old clothes to the blush, if such an expression may be applied to the worn and ancient garb affected by Mr. Trimmer on weekdays. On the other hand, the smart young man would advertise his business and attract trade. There would be a general desire on the part of the young women of Innisfield to buy a yard of ribbon or a skein of broidery silk, Mr. Trimmer shrewdly opined. But he intended, as he told himself, to put the dude's nose right down on the grindstone, and he was busy with this attractive programme when the door of the shop opened and the Reverend Mr. Pettibone came in. The preliminary greetings over, Mr. Pettibone entered at once upon the business which had brought him to the Trimmer Emporium. He first purchased three pairs of black cotton socks with white feet, and a washable cravat of the sort he always wore. While Mr. Trimmer was wrapping up these purchases with his customary show of goodwill, which, after all, costs nothing and often helps trade, Mr. Pettibone cleared his throat rather nervously. Um, I, uh, I wanted to have a word with you, Brother Trimmer, he began. Certainly, certainly, permitted Brother Trimmer, but his mouth tightened. You may recall that I spoke to you some weeks ago, um, with regard to necessary repairs upon the parsonage. Mm, murmured Mr. Trimmer, and I told you, you said, as treasurer of the board of trustees, that there were no funds. Exactly, smiled Mr. Trimmer. No funds. He shook his head. Sorry, but can't be helped, you know. That's precisely what I wish to inquire into. As you are aware, my salary is behind, and the arrears increase rather than diminish each year. There is now something like five hundred dollars owing to me. Oh, my, my, I hope not, deprecated Mr. Trimmer, looking past the minister out of the window. Five hundred dollars sounds pretty big, eh? It does to me, admitted the minister ruefully. I haven't urged the matter, because I've been quite alone in the world, and my expenses are not large. But, Mr. Trimmer coughed deprecatingly. 
a thrifty wife is from the lord he misquoted she'll save you quite a bit of money in the long run miss philura's economical she's had to be the minister stiffened slightly it was not to discuss my future household affairs that i came to see you he said though i shall not attempt to deny that in view of my approaching marriage i must insist upon having all arrears of salary paid in full and as for the parsonage let me urge you the advisability of appointing a committee to look the property over it is certainly false economy to permit the house to fall into complete ruin for lack of proper and necessary repairs the minister spoke with warmth brother trimmer opposed his pastor's eager look and gesture with a stony calm insist he inquired with uplifted brows i believe you said i did say insist and why not don't you insist when people owe you money which they can but won't pay mr trimmer was secretly astonished by the vehemence of the minister's tone moreover he considered heat and temper entirely unbecoming in a man of god such as he conceived the reverend silas pettibone to be a minister of the gospel he said sourly will hardly apply the hard and fast rules of the business world to the stipend he receives as a free-will offering from the church but my salary isn't a free-will offering contradicted mr pettibone it is a regular stated amount offered by the church and accepted by myself when i became the pastor of this church do you think you can collect the amount due to me by saturday evening elder trimmer could hardly believe his ears he shook his head with a sniff of derision <clears throat> can't be done he said with more sharpness than he was in the habit of using towards his cash customers no indeed sorry but it's impossible with god all things are possible quoted the minister with just a shade of significant emphasis on the introductory preposition mr trimmer shifted from his left foot to his right and then back again he was growing impatient but not with man he said dryly we ain't got the money and that's all there is about it but his eyes avoided the minister's gaze won't you try to get it you mean collect eh <laughs> couldn't do it no sir not at this season of the year christmas you know folks won't pay up back pew rents at christmas you couldn't expect it the minister slowly drew on his gloves and reached for his parcel i've been to see deacon scrimger he observed mildly mr trimmer tightened his tight smile <laughs> i guess he didn't tell you nothing different no and he said furthermore that if any effort was made to collect pledges and pew rents people would go to the methodist church rather than pay up mm, i guess that's straight goods agreed mr trimmer appropriately i also interviewed some of the ladies of the congregation mrs buckthorn and miss day and, uh, and what did they say oh they agreed with you in thinking the christmas season a bad one for attempting to make any collections mrs buckthorn proposed giving a donation party at the parsonage the friday following the week of prayer mm, well, that might be done approved mr trimmer brings the young folks together provides a pleasant social occasion 
I'll vote for that. But I won't, said the minister decidedly. I don't approve of donations. I refuse absolutely. And I told the ladies so. Well, then, I guess it is evident to me, the minister went on, ignoring Mr. Trimmer's obvious conclusion, that this church is in a very bad way. A very bad way. It is in an insolvent condition, and its leading members and officers refuse to take proper steps to pay their honest debts. This I consider even more alarming than the debt itself. I shall take steps... Uh, what? interjected Mr. Trimmer. I blame myself for permitting the Lord's business to fall into such confusion, continued the minister earnestly. I even conceived that I was doing you all a kindness in permitting my salary to go unpaid. I had thought of cancelling the debt, and thus contributing, to be exact, the sum of $497.50 toward my own support. Well, if you do that, maybe we could manage to paper the parlour and fix the kitchen roof, suggested Mr. Trimmer. We should appreciate it very much. Yes, indeed. But I'm not going to do it, the minister spoke sternly. The Lord has shown me my duty. Unless half the amount due me is paid to me by Saturday night of this week, I shall be compelled to lay the matter before presbytery. I shall also ask you to read a full report on Sunday, and immediately thereafter call a special meeting for prayer. Ye have not, because ye ask not. This church must humble itself before God. It must beg forgiveness for its shortcomings. It must pay its debts. Elder Trimmer's jaw fell. Wait till the week of prayer, he begged. It would it would hurt business. It would indeed, just at the Christmas season. Man, man, cried the minister. Have you forgotten what we celebrate at the Christmas season? Then abruptly he turned and went out. Mr. Trimmer, roused from a state bordering on stupefaction, to find his newly engaged clerk at his elbow. Oh, say, but he's a hummer, exclaimed the young man. You'll have to get busy, Mr. Trimmer, or he'll show you up in great shape. If you don't mind, I'd like to subscribe my first month's salary to the fund. You ain't earned it yet, snapped Mr. Trimmer. And there ain't no fund. End of chapter 5